Thank you for tuning into the Photographer's Action Plan. And today I wanted to do a little bit of a preface to my special guest, Courtney from Courtney Rank Kofer Photography. Courtney comes to me with a ton of experience and she is a pleasure to talk to on this episode. And I know that we kind of skip the formalities at the beginning and go right into the content. By no means does that mean that you will be the this will be the last time you hear from Courtney and a little bit about her photography journey. So please stay with us and um, look for some episodes down the line to hear more about Courtney's story and a little bit about her photography business. So let's get right into it. Welcome to the Photographer's Action Plan. We're all about helping you build a successful photography business and life. Our goal is to delight your clients and make marketing, sales, and processes a breeze so that you can focus on growing your luxury brand. We're excited to share with you actionable photography business pro tips and lifestyle hacks, along with some oops moments, because, let's face it, we all make mistakes sometimes. We want to be your photo biz bestie on the go, providing you with valuable insights to help you grow a profitable photography business without burning out. You'll hear interviews with other photographers and business leaders, as well as solo episodes from your executive marketing assistant, Shar Stackel. So take some time for yourself, and listen in while you can, even if you had to phone in dinner on Monday. And get ready to take your photography business to the next level with the Photographer's Action Plan. Hi, welcome to the Photographer's Action Plan. Today is my very first guest. It's amazing. And I'm super blessed to have her with us today. My guest is Courtney Rank Kofer. She's an award-winning certified professional photographer on the cusp of receiving her master's of photography degree, who after 13 years in business is still finding creative ways to keep the photography romance alive. And I am going to share with you that Courtney is my sister and I'm glad to have her be my very first guest on this podcast and hopefully we'll have her on more often about some more topics. But uh, today we we are talking about um, keeping the romance alive, how competition, image competition will revitalize your love for photography. So welcome, Courtney. I'm glad you're here. (laughs) Thank you. Um, I'm wondering, what is it? Why? Why are we talking about this conversation today? Um, I think I'm kind of in the thick of competition right now. And a lot of things have changed over the last few years. And um, it's definitely become a um, love of mine. And um, I believe for photographers in general, it's, um, it's an important thing. It isn't so much about like, oh, look at me. amazing um it's more about figuring out like how good we are or how we can good we can be um when you compete you get better but beyond that i think like when we're in business we lose that zest for our photography journey um in the beginning we're all gung-ho and excited and everything's new and beautiful and and then as 
we get bogged down with SEO and websites and, you know, like just book work and all of the things that make it a business, um, we start to get kind of sad. <laughs> it's like sadness. Um, and I think um, competition helps with that creativity and uh, pulling us out of that funk. Um, and so that's, that's why is because just to be more of who we were, we're meant to be as photographers. Well, I'm glad that you brought that up because, you know, Courtney, I'm all about helping photographers with their burnout. And so that's why we want to talk about this topic today, because it's not just about business, but it's also about sparking uh, that your creativity again, and just being able to live in that moment when you are taking photos and actually in the art, your art form as well. Um, so I want to know a little bit about your why, why, Do you think competition helped you spark your creativity and a little bit, maybe a little bit of a background story about how this came to be? Okay. Yeah. So <clears throat> I started my journey as, as I told um, before, like in my thirties. And so I'm, I'm relatively new. I wasn't somebody that started in high school and, you know, have been doing this a long time. Um, during one of those classes, I was always very creative and came up with concepts like I would think on like terms of like advertising for like maybe what a perfume would look like. And so I'd come up with a name for a perfume and I'd shoot it and do all those things. And and I I loved doing that and just like having that tableau of like telling a story. And then um, in one of my classes, I um photographed something that was close to my heart and I still didn't have quite the skill set like everybody else had because it, it was really green um and it just didn't it didn't actually play out the way I had it in my head right like we have all these great ideas but we just don't know how to put it down and so um I was actually laughed at in my class by not only the <laughs> kids in the class which are much younger than me by the way um and the professor as well and so it really just shook my confidence i instead of saying hey we understand what you're trying to go for here this is probably a better way to execute that that wasn't said it was just humiliating and i and i just felt stupid and i it kind of crushed me a lot and so like as i went on with my photography journey it was um, I do a little bit there where I can conceptualize when I was in school, but I didn't really go like all out. Right. And then I started watching. Um, I've heard about competition and stuff and started looking at what other people were doing. And it was fascinating, like all the storytelling that was going into it. And, and it, I was like, where is that now? Like what happened? I used to be a storyteller and then all of a sudden I let somebody take that from me. 
and excuse me and so it was just at that point where i finally realized i actually lost something and i don't know if it it really had dawned on me before that it had been taken and uh so i kind of just slowly dipped my toe into competition and um from just entering in regular client work or whatever to see like do i even have enough skin here to even compete you know and um since then everything has changed um my creativity is um at an all-time high and i love that but it sometimes it is a lot because you wake up in the middle of the night and you're like oh it's amazing i've got this idea i've got to write it down and then you're so jacked up you can't go to sleep so yeah and i just i have you know that's just kind of where how i finally realized that i needed to work on that part of who i was and once i started conceptualizing and getting there there's that fire inside of you that you get excited about because it's not the same old like oh i'm gonna shoot these clients and stuff and that's fun mm -hmm. and i still get a high from photographing clients and that's great but it's just not quite the same when you're mm -hmm. only doing one specific thing you're not growing as an artist you're not growing as a, a creative person when that's all that you're doing and so uh, competition allows for us to step out of that mold that we have encased ourselves in right like oh i am a newborn photography photographer that's all i shoot is is newborns and you can do that and do some amazing stuff i mean there's awesome photographers that win huge awards for their newborn photography but the neat thing is about competition is if you want to try something different you you're mm -hmm. not letting anybody down it's not like oh well that's not consistent with the work that i saw on your website it doesn't matter because you get to do what you want to do and you learn so much more and you grow as an artist which in turn is very helpful for our clients yeah because mm -hmm. we're just better right yeah well so because we're the action plan, mm -hmm. uh, how about our, and you're in the thick of your creativity, you said your creativity is at all time high right now. Oh. Do you have some specific actions that somebody could do to help with their getting their creativity kind of moving and, and igniting that again right you need to shake it up got to get it loose yeah. right because we get in those yeah. steps where we're like i just don't know how to do this so creativity is like any other thing it's a muscle you just have to do it and then it will come more and more and more and that's why i say i'm i have a lot more now and it's because i started where there wasn't any and then I just kept going with it and going with it and then getting inspiration other places so that's kind of where I will talk I'll speak to so one place you can look is into your childhood think about stories that happened to you or um, things that were happy moments 
um, or sad mm -hmm. moments or growing moments or things or even stories you've heard from your friends, families that have either made you laugh or were sad that conveyed any type of emotional response, whether that's a good thing or a bad thing. And then just mm -hmm. start writing things down. And so what I mean is like just have a tablet ready and then just go, OK, well, this happened to me and that was hard or this was so funny when we did this and and all the things and just start writing everything down that comes to you um, and just keep going. Don't worry about if it feels stupid because nobody else is going to see it. It's just to get the juices flowing. Um, mm -hmm. The next thing that you can look at is um, look at books, things that inspire you, um, whether it's like if you're a child photographer and you want to like really focus on kids and look at children's books um, and just like pull inspiration from there and then just like i said before just start writing things down that come to mind like oh my gosh i love this is really resonated with me or if you're a fashion if you want to do something really um avant-garde and fashion oriented then look into magazines and look at art at like museums and stuff and you're just gonna pull inspiration from all of those different areas and like i said as long as you keep writing everything down because you know it's just like our brains how we learn right it's like read it's like seeing it and then doing it and, and we're using all those different parts of our brain so if you're mm -hmm. thinking about it and writing it down the neat thing is, is if you write it down it's not like a day later you're going what was that one idea i had i can't remember but it was so good and i just can't uh -huh. remember because that that's like the gifts of that's so frustrating i have yes. in my bujo i have a place where i write down um con concepts in my phone i have an app that has it in there so it, wherever i'm at if it hits me because inspiration will strike the weirdest stuff like you're in the car lane picking up your kid and some kid got <laughs> yeah. picking his nose and you're like oh my gosh uh, a booger picking thing like that's going to be hysterical i'm totally doing that you know like whatever yeah. and yeah. Uh, and then you can just uh, you, you just write it down um, right. and then i think like reading books and and it doesn't have to be photography related right like anything wow. that's creativity like at night i read books that are like more of a like fantasy type of thing that's so totally off the wall from what my everyday life is and i love it because it's a definite escape it's way more creative right. um it has things that's not out there in our everyday life so i'm immersed in something that's very different and gets my brain thinking in a different way than spreadsheets and all of that stuff and so just kind of immerse yourself in like those creative elements and just keep track yeah. of that you know that brings up and i know that this wasn't an, a question that you and i had talked about beforehand but it brings up the idea for me of how often do you personally step away from the desk as it were or the business to focus more on your creativity is it is it something that just strikes the the inspirations there and you're like i gotta go be creative or is it something where you're like i'm gonna set a 
time down for myself and say, okay, this is my creative time or how, how does, what's that look like for you? You know what? I don't really do that. And I guess you could, um, I'm just more of a person that, um, here's what happens is at night when I can't sleep because I have anxiety and I have, um, the, one of the things that helps me get my mind off of what I'm stressed about is to actually shift my brain to thinking on a creative level. And so I'm not hyper-focused in on like, oh my gosh, I should have done this, or I did that wrong or whatever. It's I've shifted over to the creative side of my brain. And then um, that's when I actually do some of my best ideas is it's just Mm. um thinking on terms of like okay well what about this and then i'm pulling from those lists that i um had talked about just a couple of minutes ago um like oh i remember this book Mm. like shel silverstein like reading his poems are very inspirational because they're funny and i love doing kids stuff it's not all that i do for competition but it is a big part of it um and then it's like okay well what was that oh yeah sarah cynthia sylvia stout she just wouldn't take the garbage out i'm like how does that work and then if you just pull from that, then it just kind of gets mm-hmm. the brain thinking. And then you might move from that one thing to something else. And it's like, oh, yeah, oh, this one was funny, too. And then it just keeps going in that respect. So I don't actually have a specific time that I do it. I do um, it. I, I'm very like, it just, it's very personal to who the individual is. If you need to set a set of right. exactly. well, time. That's why I, I yeah. Uh, yeah. That's why I ask, how do you do it? Because I'm sure that other people tap into their creative brain uh, a little at different times and in different ways. And so I was just curious how your your creative brain clicked on and right. almost sounds like it could be a, a, a nightly thing. But I'm sure, you know, some nights it is and some nights it doesn't click right. in. But um, that, that's interesting. So why... Why competition for you to help with creativity or even with somebody else? I mean, you can look at it as a personal thing or why would somebody else want to use competition as a catalyst to tap into that creativity? So I think and um, arc back. Oh, right. Yeah. So I think how it would be is... um, So when it comes to creativity, if you don't have a reason to do it, then you might not do it. And so competition is a really great way because they have deadlines. And so um, if you're like, okay, I want to compete at this year's IPC, I need to have my images done by this time. Then you have like this goal that you've set up and so then you're going, okay, I need to start getting that creative, the creative juices flowing. And then that way you're ready to go by the time that the competition hits. So essentially, um, for the person that's just really wanting to ignite that creativity, it gives you a purpose to start. 
if that makes sense. Yeah. Or we just push yeah. off. Oh, we have one more email to answer. We have all of the things that need to happen. Um, and so we'll just kind of push them, push it to the side. And then before you know it, you're burnt out and you don't love it and you're depressed and you don't feel like you're growing as an artist. So yeah, competition is a really great way to actually make you do it. And then when you do the, when you do competition, you'll actually get feedback on what you're creating. And, um, and then that helps to actually hone in your skills to make you better. And as we get on the journey, you will see more leaps and bounds in um, not only how your creative brain works, but also your technical brain. And so you will be not only more creative, but a better photographer. And there, there's nothing like that, that I have found maybe other people um, that actually put you in the throes to actually make you do the work. Like we buy classes upon classes and, and I don't know how many I have that I've, I haven't watched. Or if I have, I just am like, Oh, that's really cool. I'd love to do that. And then the next class comes up and you watch that one and you haven't actually implemented anything that you've learned. Um, and so competing actually forces you to take those skills to implement those skills get judged on those skills and then go okay what do i need to do to refine what i'm doing whether it's the technical or the creativity um and it's not done in a way like at my college where they laughed at me it's not like that it isn't like i don't want to compete because i'm terrified that they're going to tell me i suck because they don't say that you know they if you I definitely say to pay for the critiques so that you can get a one-on-one -on -one, um, information on what they're seeing on your work that you can change. So a lot of times it's just something so simple that you didn't see that makes a big difference. And then, you know, it's like, oh yeah, that that's pretty awesome. I to totally did not even see that because we are so emotionally involved in our work that taking a, you know, step back and looking at it objectively is a little bit more difficult. And so when you see a, or sorry, I guess I should say I see and hear somebody look at your work just for what it is, and they're not emotionally invested, then it teaches you how to actually look at your own work that way. And you just get better mm -hmm. exponentially, like so much faster. Um, but that's yeah. why, I mean, we still want to have that creative creativity, but as a photographer, we know that it's a balance between technical and creative. And so you really have to do both. Right. Right. You know, it's what I'm hearing is that competition is an arena that helps you tap into your creativity while really making you a better photographer in in so many ways uh, technical um, also putting you outside your comfort zone I mean so many different ways that you can just get better and better um, and that's that's pretty pretty unique and I'm glad you brought up the 
taking classes and not following through or following through it to a point where it's not taken as seriously. And I'm not sure what that is. I mean, we can even invest money into doing that and, uh, and you're still not, you're still not kind of feet to the fire. And, and a lot of it might be just, um, that, expectation that you're going to be putting something in a a piece of work or multiple pieces of work actually in this case that that keeps you moving you know right yeah so excuse me oh bless you (laughs) maybe there are some artists while you're sneezing God bless you. There are artists of you. If you're not in the compete, competing arena, it's funny because before I started competing, there was all these big names that I'd never even know. I never even heard of because I wasn't out there. I wasn't looking at other photographers. I had like maybe one or two that I really looked up to at the time, but that was late, even a few years into my journey when I first started out. I mean, mind you, back then it wasn't as prevalent to have so many educators. I mean, now you throw a dart and you'll hit an educator or 10. (laughs) But um, I think like if you go into competition, you'll actually start seeing work that blows your mind, first of all. And please, please, please don't succumb to like feeling less than um, because you will there's always going to be somebody better than you and there's always going to be somebody that's not as good as you and we cannot gauge where we are in our competition journey your beginning on your competition journey is not going to look like somebody that's been doing it for forever and so you can't compare yourself there it's not the same thing but you can look at their work and go wow that's incredible if i put effort into this and you know really try at this i can do what they're doing in so many years time i can be that good because i guarantee you all the people that we look at today that have amazing work that when they first started out they weren't amazing (laughs) they they were probably just okay and um And so everybody's journey is a little bit different. But so instead of feeling um, like having imposter syndrome, just look at it as a learning opportunity. Like I am going to go into competition because I've never done this before. um, And I'm going to learn from this experience, not I'm going to, I I expect to win everything because that's not likely, (laughs) you know, but you, You can just, if you go in it with an open mind and go, wow, I learned a lot from that and I'm going to utilize what I learned rather than getting upset or getting your feelings hurt or anything like that. Um, And then just stopping um, because Mm -hmm. there's nothing to, there's no reason to get feelings hurt in this situation because they're just helping you. It's not about shaming or anything like that. Like I said before. some artists to look for are like if you want to look for creativity like i definitely recommend looking at ben shirk 
Um, his okay. artwork is incredible and there's so much depth to it. There's foreground, there's midground, there's background, and it tells the story. And you really almost have to look very closely to see all of the elements of his storytelling. It's incredible. And so I would definitely look there to his work. If you're wanting to look for creativity and storytelling, that's definitely someone I would look at. And then as you okay. watch competition, you can see other people that really inspire you as well. Okay. I will actually um, see if I can find a few of his links and link those in the show notes too, since you're mm -hmm. talking about. Ben. Okay. Well, is there anything else, Courtney, that you would like to share when it comes to creativity and kind of getting that, that romance back? How could we start getting it back? Is there, is there a starting point? Is it, is it actually entering the competition or is it, is there, is it maybe just getting your, could, your piece of paper out and writing out ideas. What, where do you think you would start? Well, it depends on the person. Like, like I said, I started the competition first. And then when I saw what was out there, then it was like, Oh, this is what they mean. <laughs> you know, this is what they mean. Um, and then, so uh, that kind of gave my brain a little bit more of a direction to go rather than being like this, like um, concept that was, was foreign and so you could try but I think the smarter thing instead of doing what I did was to probably just find um, at uh, printcompetition.com if you become a member there you can watch old like from other photographers their work getting critiqued and just look at all the stuff that's out there and that will help you like look at what creativity looks like for um, people that are doing so well at it. Um, and then that kind of brings it in more into focus on where your brain could go with that. It's not limited to that, obviously, because you are your own creative person, but it does help to kind of go, oh, I see. It's not just this like random thing out there. There's storytelling and what that looks like within photographs. Um, and then just start doing like the steps of getting inspiration from anywhere that you feel inspired from and then writing it down and then, and then shoot, shoot. And if it sucks, reshoot, tweak, retweak, shoot all of the things and then submit and get the, your critiques back and then try it again. And just keep going because it it will definitely challenge you to be, mm -hmm. like I said, a better photographer and a better creator. Perfect. Beautiful. Is there any other things that you would like to share about? I don't know. Kids are always awesome <laughs> to get inspiration <laughs> from. Um, yeah. You know. It's probably because they they are still in tune a lot with their imagination yes. and and exploring the world and that sort of thing. Yeah, that's probably why. Yeah, yeah. it's like 
grabbing a hold of your like inner child, you know. And and here's uh-huh. the thing is I'm I'm playing it more on like the happy stuff, um, because right. you don't have to be a tortured artist if you. I I had one photographer say to me one time she was like, yeah, but I had a happy childhood. I don't I don't want I don't have any trauma to pull from, as if the only way to be creative is to be a tortured artist. And that is not true. And so um, you can do things that are very hard and sad and complicated, um, but you can also pull from joy and uh, laughter and um, wonder, um, all of those things. So even you could even start out with like a list of words that create emotion, right? And then I mean, mm-hmm. I'm like, now I'm I'm just spitballing here because I'm like, hmm, maybe I should do this. So off the top uh-huh. of my head, if you came up with words in all of those categories and said, okay, what does wonder look like to me? And then just come up with a concept of that word. What would and then right. just start writing out different concepts of what that would look like. Or um laughter what concepts would fall under laughter um and then sadness or pain or you know loss or whatever you could write out concepts for all of those words um and then at least Mm -hmm. narrows down your focus to one section and um yeah yeah i love that that's such a great idea you know and i'm just going to add my little two cents here um Elizabeth Gilbert in her book, um, Big Magic, kind of squashes that theory of the tortured artist. Um, so if if you want a little bit of, you know, a little bit of a read on on that creativity piece and being that not the it's not necessary being a tortured artist. I would recommend that book if you haven't read it yet. So I know that's not anything that Courtney wanted to bring up, but Ooh, because she mentioned that, that. I, I would yeah. love to read and see what she, she says about it too, you know, because I'm basing all of this on my own experience. And so everybody's yeah. different. So it would be interesting yeah. to see her take on it. Yeah, and 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 I love it because she she just kind of blows that whole theory out of the water. Um, so, I which I appreciate. So right, all right. Well, thank you, Courtney. I appreciate you and um, your pr- relentless pursuit for the creativity and um, really just getting better as an artist yourself. So, thank you for sharing your tips. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. It's so fun. I can't wait to do it again. Yay, good. Yep. We'll we'll definitely have you on and I'll pick your brain a little bit more. (laughs) All right. Awesome. The Photographer's Action Plan is produced by Action Arrow Media, marketing assistance for photographers. If you want marketing assistance to grow your business or to book your soulmate clients without burning out, yes, I see you too, mama. Visit us at actionarrowmedia.com or at actionarrowmedia on Instagram. If you've listened this far into the episode, well, thank you so very much, really. And I'd love to chat and find out a little bit more about you. You can screenshot your podcast app, share it to your Instagram story, and tag me at Action Arrow Media so we can connect. Again, thank you so much for listening. <laughs>